Welcome to the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. So welcome everybody back to an episode of Queen Divas Fitness Podcast with my girl, Stephanie. We have had a few weeks off because we've had so many things going on. And for everyone listening that, um, you know, maybe still following my journey or has just tuned into my journey, we've had so much going on with this pregnancy, which I'm super excited about. But yes, I'm so pumped for you, Ali. I'm I'm getting more and more excited and a little bit less stressed. As You're glowing, people. by the way, and I'm sure oh, you're getting that all the time. It's just that I have a fat face now. Shut up, dude. Seriously, like you just are just so yeah. happy, and you could see that. And honestly, like I'm just so so happy for you oh, and Christos and everything you're undergoing. So, uh, talk, actually, how are you feeling? Just catch everybody up since we're this following. Is, this has been the thing, actually. I haven't had morning sickness like this before. Like. Previously, mm. I would get a little bit of nausea in the afternoon after lunch. Like, so I could I could front load my day, get most of my calories in in the morning, be fine, then get my little bit of nausea and just kind of eat a little bit less, but not you know miss things. This time around, oh my god! Like, I'm just having waves at random times. Sometimes they last all bloody day long. Sometimes I wake up already feeling sick or I'll wake up in the middle of the night feeling sick like it's random and the beauty it was, of pregnancy oh my god right? <laughs> so it was, it's worst I think between it sort of started about six weeks and it was probably the worst for me actually they say week nine and ten is meant to be your worst with the biggest surge for me personally I felt like week eight and I felt like week seven and eight but more so eight was probably my absolute worst nine was pretty bad I'm halfway through week 10 now, and I feel like the last couple of days have eased a little bit, which is nice. But um, the, the thing that's really sort of getting me is that I've had to have these random appointments with doctors because obviously this whole, I've never done this, I've done different this process. Right? Yeah. Like different process. Mm-hmm. And I've had to have like these very specific catch-ups with my IVF specialist and my team there before they handed me over to my obstetrician, my, my, which you guys call obgynes, um, the gynecologist. So, so I handed over to her and that's why we missed recording last week. Cause the only time she could see me before we went to Canberra was right at our recording time. And I'm like, Oh my God. Hey, there's priorities guys. There's nature of it. Everything is smooth sailing and make sure we got everything, you know, in, in the right place in the right environment for her. And, um, I'm, I'm so, so just stoked to, to continue watching the process you know and um you know I think it's really we were driving down here right because we drove down to Canberra I'm in Canberra at the moment we're spending Canberra with um you know all of the in-laws and extended family um Christmas time holidays yeah so we drove down with the dogs and this is where I thought today's topic for us would be really great one to discuss all things Christmas, the festive season, how we navigate. Time of the year. Yes, 
It's the most wonderful time. Of- it really is. Honestly, really guys, like for me, it just gets me so joyful besides the, okay, so this is what I think is so funny about, uh, you know, US and Australia being in such different spectrums of the world because we enjoy a very cold Christmas most of the yes. year, you know, well, most of the time, it, it, every year is what I'm trying to say. And you guys usually have a nice summer, a hot Christmas, which yeah. I think is very different. Um, and, so we're used to this. Know, I'm always so bloody jealous of you guys for two big reasons, right? You can't hide shit when it's summertime and you're rolling around and you're sweating in your bloody bikini. That's so true. You can't hide anything. And when you eat, it's like you can't even unbutton anything to let pants out because you're not wearing much clothing to start with. And then you just feel like, you know, you look like Shamu the whale for the next three days. That's kind of what it's like. Anything to do with a little bit of extra sodium or carbs or anything. And you, oh, yeah. you just literally hold water on top of the fact that it's the climate, right? Whenever I'm in, you know, New York every year after Atlantic City. You're layer I'm after all layer. Around, I'm all rugged up and I'm like, I mm-hmm. love this. And I'm I'm drinking eggnog and I'm having everything oh, yeah. warm and fuzzies and cinnamon. And it's it's just got a vibe. We are horns <laughs> on the goddamn Barbie, mate. Like we're so different here. Just like whenever you know Starbucks rolls out pumpkin spice, you oh, already know it. it's holiday season here. It. Like it is everywhere, pumpkin spice, everything. And it's just awesome. really such a season to where everyone's store you go, unfortunately, is just shitted with Christmas shit. You know, honestly, like everywhere you go, which I love. Like I'm such a Christmas person. So I absolutely adore the lights. Like for me, I can just get mesmerized by all the places that you know have christmas lights up so that is like more of a traditional you know thing here is everyone does christmas lights christmas trees so we start going into that type of phase as soon as you know just fall gets here of course halloween gets a little bit of wait until like the first of december to like set things up because that's kind of what we tend to do here however having said that shopping centers obviously because they want to market to all the mums and all the kids right they're literally putting christmas stuff up in like october (laughs) (laughs) so actually there's this funny thing here like um it's more of like a debate or somewhat of a difference amongst the country as to when do you really start putting up your christmas tree and your christmas lights and for a tradition side of things like our family has always done it like right after thanksgiving like that has just been one of the things that we have normally always done like after you have thanksgiving around the week after or even like after thanksgiving day like if you don't go shopping and doing like that crazy black friday sale kind of thing which nowadays with online you really don't have to go and do all that madness like you could just take advantage of like some really good sales online um but anyway like that would normally be the tradition so it does lead up to i guess december 1st essentially like in that case but it's funny because we see sometimes like um some other families like they really don't put it up until like december time right and like this year is probably the first year ali that i've watched people put it up november 1st like the, the week of like you know i'm saying november hitting you and know, it's like getting cold me, people were just i want that's my christmas everyone, that's everyone going that's literally everyone going fuck covid this yes, I swear. On Santa, <laughs> like that, that, they were just so over the whole, yeah. and and not, and you have nothing to do, right? Like you're <laughs> either having some extra time, and you can put up your Christmas tree. Why not? Like at the beginning yeah. of November. So I watched 
a lot of people start decorations a lot sooner. And this is when I was sick, given, right? Like I was down. Yeah. I did not really have any really a source of energy that you really even get around to work out or anything. So then we had Atlantic City. So we actually just got back from Atlantic City, um, the last show of the year here for WBFF in the US. It was the USA Championships. And it was a trip. Like we definitely took like a week to be able to go before and you know post-show. And we just kind of got back and I didn't start doing my decorations or even Christmas lights until I got back from Atlantic yeah, City, which was last week. So I just got up my tree, I think last Wednesday and got my lights up. And so now I look all Christmas style, but I was one of the late, you know, late well, people. I was party. late. We were late too. We were late too. Cause I had so much going on trying to prepare you know, the office for the end of the year, we had, you know, athletes competing in AC. I had athletes competing in a few different shows outside of WBFF yeah. that were going in New Zealand um, because they were the only shows they could do the pool. Yes, exactly. The last shows. So cancel, that's right. So mm -hmm. just, let's just get you on a stage. Um, so we were preparing for all of that. And then on top of that, I had my morning sickness that was flooring oh. me some days. I had all these appointments going on and I turned around to Chris and went, holy crap it's like the 10th of december <laughs> that's exactly what happened to me like what the hell so you know what we did i don't know if you have this in the states we have these places here in australia it's called a christmas shack hmm what is it it's a massive big like like store like a walgreens but it's only okay. about christmas it's oh, that's only cool. christmas all year round not for halloween here i guess i mean I, i'm I, I'm, not, I'm in the south too so we have to kind of yeah understand that there's different types of Christmas throughout the U.S. like the Northeast and like not just the Northeast like the North they get a little bit even more to the next level always making sure is they they get like fresh Christmas trees cut down their tree oh, you know kind of that. thing like which is very admirable because you live in the snow like we exactly. don't even know we just barely got like a you know thunder you know actually a, a snow um storm is what i'm trying to say in february whenever i told you guys like we had a power outage uh, that was like really one of the first times we've had that type of snow here so up north is a little type of different style of christmas because they do get a lot more snow they probably have to shovel a lot of the time versus we don't have to do that here um but you guys have summer so that's very different if we, if we had a fresh tree it had wilt in the humidity in 25 minutes <laughs> like honestly we just couldn't in no chance like not even anywhere in australia would that that thing last but i love that i love the fresh trees i love that it's whole concept over there it's amazing but we don't have that so we have like the full plastic everything <laughs> That's what I do just because I can store yeah. it and I can just re, you know, put up a tree. Yeah. Which, by the way, my goal is to be able to get one of the very big tall trees of like 15 feet, but I need a, I need a house that fits that purse. So we definitely have, have to get a new house for that to fit. And that is essentially the goal, you know, right now with everything going up and uh, just inflation hitting here in the US very big is um, very difficult to even go into real estate and try to buy a home right now. Uh, so it's something we'll put on the back burner. But traditionally, you know, I think right now everyone is really gathering and I really love seeing this i think this is the, the most united christmas we've had so far like as far as seeing people come back together like everyone was scared to even gather last year right like yeah. during covid year like you didn't even have the comfort like comfortability of knowing i can go and visit my family my friends you probably didn't even have the ability because you're maybe we're locked down well, that, uh, was in like here. Like, that was like here and to be honest with you right our borders in our own country one of them is still shut so the whole of western australia right now 
is completely closed to the rest of Australia. Shut up. Yeah, you can go back into Western Australia if you're a double vaccinated resident returning, but then there's still some requirements around that. Um, but Queensland only just opened its border where, where we live. Queensland only just opened its border two, three days ago. So, and they opened early yeah. because we had a higher vaccination rate, but it's still the same. If you are unvaccinated, you live in Queensland, you wouldn't want to leave because to get back, you've got a hotel quarantine for two weeks. Like it's ridiculous. So you're telling me that every, even if you're Australian, like a citizen yes. or Australian, yes. doesn't matter if you, you can't travel within state anyway. to state. Like you just can't well, go from state to state. Difficulties. There's quarantine difficulties, right? So we're lucky now that we've opened up we can exit to come down to Canberra. So this is the first time we've been to Canberra, which you guys know we usually live between the two states, mm -hmm. basically. And um, this is the first time we've been here in like, for me personally, this is the first time I've come back in almost six months because I haven't been able to. Christos came back without me because I was going through the cycle stuff. I couldn't leave yeah. Brisbane. And he came back for a family holiday before um, I could come down with him. And they, they started the lockdown while he was here, he got on the first plane and it was the last plane out of here. And he just got home to me in time. But he's been with oh me God. in Brisbane with no, you know, return trips now for four months. So it's been a long time, right? And oh anyway, gosh. to get back, to get back in there, um, you have to be double vaccinated. You have to show that. You also have to have a test done before you leave this state. Within 24 to 48 hours of leaving, you've got to have a, uh, like a, a test that says you don't have COVID. Then you've got to give that over. Then you've got to go to your house when you get home. You've got to stay in your house and have another negative test to say you don't have it before you can leave your home. Are you kidding me? They want, how do they monitor this? Do they call you guys? They call, they call like, and it, babe, the last time we, did, we had this happen in Canberra, the feds turned up at our doorstep to check because you're traveling inside the house yeah oh so i wouldn't God. risk it i would literally do the right thing and, and camp at home if i needed to but i mean i'm so much happier with that 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 i can do because before it was like two-week hotel which you is don't really understand how my mind over here is just poof, just completely mind-blowing because so that's now, like letting me know I can't go to California. Yeah. California is locked down, you know, which essentially they are, but that means we can still travel from state to state exactly. without having to prove, you know, obviously that we are vaccinated. Although I will say New York is getting to a point where you have to show proof of vaccination to do activities we physically you know, have to show it everywhere so like the only place you can go that you don't have to show it at the moment is like you know to the grocery store and if it's like a big retail shopping center you can go through there but like that's it if you want to go to a restaurant a cafe a bar a club a a show a footy game like anything at all Jesus. you've got to show it on entry it's pretty intense that's very intense. I don't understand how, I don't understand how you guys all comply with this. Like, I think this is the hardest part. I know well, you guys have to. We're like 80, like the lowest state vaccination rate, I think at the moment is 80. So it's high, you know, in, yeah, um, in Canberra at the vaccinated. moment, we are 95% vaccinated in Canberra. That's, that's madness. That's, that's like, that's really every single person. Everyone. It's crazy, right? Such well, good numbers, but Wow. At least you guys are able to get, I guess, the vaccinations up. Like, yeah. I think that's yeah. at least um, what's the mandatory side. Well, um, that is, that's nuts. I'm so sorry, guys, that you guys are still like dealing with a lot of this uh, so, just madness. But uh, the other you know. thing too, when you think about this, right? Okay. You think about how many people go, oh, look, 
because we we've done this on occasion too we'll go do like a christmas breakfast that's fully catered somewhere right rather than having to cook or prepare or host Mm -hmm. you might plan it to be catered somewhere if you've got family that's not vaccinated you can't do that anymore you've got people that can't come okay so for argument's sake we're having a family uh, we have an annual family party here in in canberra every single year around the same time of the year and um at, at at this stage because there are some really high risk people like you know i guess i'm one of them being pregnant even though i'm vaccinated yeah, sure. it doesn't matter um it's still a risk for me to contract it whenever right so i'm one there's several really elderly like yaya's like 96 babe she's not a spring chicken and she yeah, she needs to take risk. care and so if you're not double vaccinated you can't even come to the party and it yeah, kind of that's... has to be like that because of the risk factor right So, you know, there's things like that where you're just like, okay, well, Christmas is less affected by the fact that you can travel now at least, but it's still affected because even for us, we're we're putting on a, um, you know, Christmas dinner for our really close friends and family in Brisbane. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the same deal. I've got four, I've got four people in my closest circle that are not vaccinated. So we couldn't go anywhere or hold it anywhere. We have to host it at home. Bring it at the house, which exactly. like, that's tradition. I think most of the time here in the U.S., like I not don't get me wrong. Like I think um, there are places that are going to be open, but just know it's like ghost town here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. on Christmas day. Yeah. Everything yeah. is closed. Like everybody is off. Nobody works. Everybody is at home. And if you don't have food, you're screwed because the grocery stores are even closed. Okay. Like everything is closed. It just feels almost eerie sometimes if you really are trying to do stuff because there's nothing open. So it's about really honestly, traditionally spending time with your family, right? I think like one of the best things about uh, the holidays is that being able to be present with your family. And that is the best present as much as yes, it's interchanging gifts and, you know, obviously like doing more of like the food festivities, um, which I find is the reason why most Americans, and I'll talk about Americans on my end here, because I feel like this is more of an ongoing issue here, um, is that the, the traditional overeating and the fact that it's just like a Thanksgiving, right? Like maybe you guys can relate to that on a Thanksgiving feast. Um, the fact that you kind of always have all these goods, all these drinks, and because everything is shut down, everyone has their own tradition. Mm-hmm. Everyone does their own style, but I um, mean, you know, I can just definitely be more abroad that everyone's going to overeat. Like that is just kind of part of it. And it's just like kind of eating uh, certain foods, like kind of like Thanksgiving, like turkey, ham. Like if you're um, Hispanic, you're definitely gonna have tamales in- involved in there, you know, and like having, uh, oh yeah. And having like, you know, of course food and, and, and the drinks kind of really overtake. I think that's just kind of a, a thing across the world, right? Like just when you're celebrating anything. Um, so it just becomes that because of this overeating, you just overindulge and just really go out of hand, like, right. Like you just go to the point where you just cannot even move like you're just a potato couch like freaking you know like just move like just a freaking ball like just to completely want to take a nap Um, yeah absolutely and so I think that's the issue you know like just the fact that there's so many things available at most of these 
places you go, whether if it's grandma's or, you know, your, your grandparents or just, uh, well, just overall, like any, any in-laws just right. Like anybody that does any in-home because it's usually at home. So it's all baked goods and, um, you know, just traditional dishes that they may have in the family. So, uh, overeating is definitely an issue. And I think that this is like one of the areas where we all have to be prepared when we're going to places, right. Because we either don't want to be disrespectful and not have certain things. Um, but at the same time, be very aware of what's in it and just kind of what's a better option for you um do you guys have like traditional stuff like from food well, wise you guys normally yes, would eat and have definitely and like right. even between our two families like you know my side of it is you know german danish so mm. second generation australians immigrated out and um, gave birth to my mom here so we have some aussie influence but then we've also so it's it's very Ooh, um yummy. It's a very different style of food yeah. and what we put on the table versus when we're in canberra and it's a full greek affair so it's like literally <laughs> chris also be outside with the smoker with brisket like a massive mm. big rack of brisket then he has a whole lamb on the spit like it's totally different right so it's oh, all these delicious. traditional big smoked and and roasted red meats whereas with yeah. my family it's all the fresh seafoods and you know we do turkey and we do mm. um, big pork knuckle so it's it's like this eclectic like pork knuckle Oh, that's a big German. It's a big German thing. It's it's so good. What but, um, is it? What's it's pork just, knuckle? It's is it like a this big? It's literally this big side of pork. So I've got to. I'll try and find it's a, a portion of the pork. Like it's a, it's a part yeah, of the pork. Big, okay. So it's, yeah, it's like it's got oh. a big boned bit, and then you got this big roll of meat on. Oh, I see. Absolutely I gotcha. Ooh, that's awesome. And we have we have that sort of thing, and to be honest, most of the stuff that you know we prepare on my side get served you know cold or cool which is pretty sort of relevant when you think about our climate <laughs> Queensland oh, is so yeah, hot usually this day is stinking so it's like <laughs> it's it's so bad like you are literally oh, no like, we're chasing hot cocoa and if you're his wedding, thing, you're you like chocolate or something you know <laughs> like you couldn't honestly couldn't have anything hot like you you literally would be dying but um, you're always chasing something hot here. Like whenever it's see, usually I would love that. that. I would love that. Like a dog, and, or if you're doing, you know, hot chocolate, or like I was saying, like mm-hmm. Hispanics always know what I'm talking about when I say champurrado. It's like the version of their hot chocolate. Oh, wow. You know, so it, it's just all hot, and you know, just trying to warm you up because normally yeah, you are trying to stay warm. So, so that's I find, I find like if if it's my family style of food I find that really easy to um to be good with to be clean with it's like it's a lot of fresh salads it's very light it's very light seafood a lot of white meat not red meat not heavy dark meat it's like really quite light to digest too I don't sit real heavy with it we don't do a lot of really big baked goods we do um like I said, all that fresh items. And then we will have like big fresh fruit platters. So we're really, it's Americans are going to be like, what the hell, Ali? What kind of Christmas feast is this? (laughs) It's a very quite easy thing to make. Prep friendly, y'all. Prep friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's actually very right. And, you know, I think probably like the worst thing that you would have, I don't know if you guys do pavlovas, but we do a lot of pavlovas and trifles. So our desserts are cold. For any of my Americans, I don't know what the hell she's saying right now. Like at all, because I don't know what the hell. Pavlova is like this meringue, like this meringue cake with all this fresh like. Okay, I get, I get you know, following. 
you'd love it. It's beautiful. Um, we do that so and we do like trifles. Like a fruitcake, y'all. Fruitcake. Yeah. <laughs> is your, your fruitcake and the fruitcake in the UK is like quite dense and like. Okay, we just add extra fat to everything, okay? Like that is just what we <laughs> totally do. Different. We add every butter and every milk under the sun. Like I swear we'll yeah, add every you know, fat and every sugar to make it very, very dense. I so, would probably put on five <laughs> pillows. You walk into any American feast, it's going to be like calories just wa- like coming out of side of the dish, all right? You've got cookies and you've got pies. Oh, and wow. Every type of casserole. And like, you've got all these traditional meats wow. like you're talking about, like, but it's more of like your turkey and ham. And maybe grandma has a special dish that she might make. But if you're talking about, let's t- go, go a little Hispanic here, which is still very Americanized, more Latin American, I guess, if we're talking about, it's going to be like enchiladas and tamales yeah. and like all these other things that are going to be very yeah. dense and very high in calorie. And on top of that, there's always going to be a dessert section. There's always yeah. going to be what like oh my god the endless amount of freaking sugar cookies and christmas cookies and you know obviously like i said all the pies and any type of cake and you definitely are going to have some tres leches if you're obviously you guys have so (laughs) much more like stuff it's ridiculous (laughs) it's not good okay it's a problem it's a if you go into the stores like they're promoting just whipped cream and pumpkin pie and they're just giving you shoving in your face because this is just the marketing technique here in the states like they're trying to get you to overindulge and this is the problem i'm telling you this is such an issue here to where we just overeat do you start in the morning do you wake up and have like a christmas breakfast or do you tend to wake up and do like the presents and everything and then sort of hit like an early an early lunch or like what happens there you know, I think it's very different for everyone because like for myself growing up, I did grow up here, you know, in California at the time, you know, and then I transitioned to Texas, but from growing up as a kid, like we always, always, this is a tradition for us. And I think this is this from what I've learned, it's maybe more Latin American um, where we do everything Christmas Eve, like we party we, we right, eat okay. we dinner, like everything, like we have our dinner meal Christmas Eve that rolls over into your party and drinking that you receive, <laughs> you receive Christmas. Okay. You receive Christmas at midnight and at midnight we party and well, obviously we're partying the whole time and we're in gathered and, you know, obviously enjoying our family, but at the same time, as a kid, all you're doing is waiting for midnight to be able to open your presents, right? Like just to be able to get in there and open them. So that is what I've traditionally done. And when I, you know, met Carrie started, you know, hanging out and and my friends have always kind of had different traditions, but I like always thought mine was always so cool because I'm like, I get to open my presents before you, okay? Like you, you have to wait till the morning. I don't get what else. (laughs) <laughs> we always did midnight mass. So we were always, you know, in a household that were evangelistic. So we would be at midnight mass on Christmas Eve and then you'd go home and it would be straight into bed because obviously Santa. Oh, no. oh no. But like <laughs> what I find so interesting is that, that I've known so many people that, that, that is just yeah. kind of what they've done. Like they do things on Christmas day and Carrie, my husband being one of them, you know, that when he met me, he's just like, what are you doing? Like <laughs> opening up your Christmas presents at midnight. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, so funny. midnight. Like, hello. So, you're supposed you know, to one thing though, that we always did, which was different to everyone else was because we would do the midnight mass and go to bed. And sometimes, you know, as a kid, you just, even Christmas, waking out. up early, yeah. you'd be knackered. 
parents would always let us open one present on Christmas. That's what he said. That's exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then we'd wake up and we'd open up the rest. And it would be usually for us like a light breakfast. Then I would always eat probably the predominant volume of my food for the whole day at lunchtime, really. And then you'd, I, like, I don't know about everyone else, but I never really ever went over calories. The simple fact that okay, maybe it's I would feel so full. <laughs> I would feel so full that come dinner time, I would literally be picking on like maybe just a bit of pure protein because I'd just be, I'd just be a mess. Like I'd literally eat probably three quarters of my calories for the day. <laughs> I think honestly, like what but, you're referring to the traditional side is more of a, maybe an American traditional uh, <laughs> Christmas. So I'm not going to speak for a lot of maybe about people that are like, what the hell is she talking about? I'm telling you about Latin American uh, Christmas that I grew up having my whole life. And, you know, it was leading up on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve was like literally like drum roll and you're having the, the Christmas Eve dinner and that rolls over into you wait to receive Christmas together, which is receiving it at midnight. And then everybody, you know, gathers and opens their presents together. And it's just like a party. It's just such a vibe. But then I read, like I said, I read into this different side of traditional side of things with Carrie and Carrie's like, you know, they've only let me open a present at midnight one. And I wake up the next day and we open our presents in the morning, you know, and like, that's normally and then, you do. know, with you. <laughs> Sometimes you wouldn't even get to open them first things. You'd have to go to another bloody mass. Yeah. Yes. Actually, that's so. Like the morning today, or you know what? And so you guys normally would do like you know a day thing versus us was um you know and what I mean by us is just like maybe more of a Hispanic I guess tradition I guess would be more of you cooking throughout the day on Christmas Eve like you cook all day. Like the, the whole day, like you wake up to just cook everything. If not, maybe it started on Wednesday like, or yeah, the day, I mean, the day before, right? Yeah, um, that's so what it just, too. And, and also too, what you find here is because there's usually, you know, like, well, in a married couple, you've got the two separate, you've got two <laughs> sides. Normally nine times out of 10 here, it's lunch with one, dinner with the other, or it's breakfast with one, dinner with the other, or it might even be that you do dinner on Christmas Eve with one lot of the family and then Christmas Day with the other. I mean, it's totally dependent upon what the circumstances are with travel and um, geography, so where they're located, but that's Uh really common too. So, you know, if we weren't in completely different states, that's how we would probably celebrate it as well. I mean, when we- I think that's the hard part because of travel, (laughs) not everybody gets to see- You know what's hard about that? Yeah. I just said, I stuffed myself in one sitting. How do I uh, for the next? Like, <laughs> okay. like just everyone come together, we do one thing and then I can just dominate, you know, dominate one meal. Yeah, one meal. That's it. <laughs> well, no, that's the, again, the problem is the overindulging and the fact that even the marketing techniques here, it's just, everything is just about desserts and about trying to get yourself, honestly, just a freaking sugar high. It's ridiculous. I reckon that's, that's my problem. <laughs> That's my problem. See, I'm filling up on all of the protein and all of the salads and all of this volumized food. It's little wonder I'm fried for the whole day. I'm not having all this. I should just cut my stuff in half and just eat a whole bunch of <laughs> Just come to America. Just come to America. I'm being serious. They'll force you. It's like a forced 
freaking That's marketing so thing here. Which again, this is why I feel bad sometimes with people that really don't understand labeling and don't understand marketing in the way that, you know, nutrition labels just kind of trick you and just try to force things. And then we have these subliminal messages, like oh deep down inside of our thoughts, right? Because we think like, we want these things. Like how many times have you watched a commercial, right? Like, and then you think that you want this freaking thing and it, you really don't. It's just that- I'm they so glad. We don't have your commercials because you have a lot of those bad boys. I would be that whale at Christmas (laughs) if I I had all of that stuff at my fingertips. I'm going to say it. I I agree with you. And Uber Eats is available, so you would be madness, Allie. You would be probably. 100%. 100%. And so do you guys do like the Santa stockings? Everyone has stockings? Yes, everyone has stockings or most people do. Like, do you fill it with actual presents or do you fill it with candy and shit? It's just like a mixture. You get like, treats, <laughs> you know, you get like, I don't know, you could throw a razor in there. I'm just being honest. Like you'll throw some freaking like funny, you know, type of little uh, quirky uh, little thing in there. And then you also do candy or you know something to eat. Um, it just depends on the person, right? Like I'll even do one for the dog. Like, come on. Like we, you know, do we have one for the dog, 100%. Yeah, like they're your kids, you so, know? You so. know for me, I think the key to this is for anyone listening, if you are not in an on season and you know you've got a decent level of calories, which you should do because you should be at maintenance or potentially surplus, I don't really think you need to do anything different. I think you just still track for your day or you go completely intuitive and flexible and you allow yourself that day because the the, the concept behind it is exactly as Steph touched on earlier it's time it's time with family and friends it's memories it's you know like we get entrenched in family feud and we battle out all these board games but family oh yeah that's like fun the one right yeah. so we are literally feuding over this board game for hours after we've finished stuffing ourselves and you know for me I think that's what it's all about right so the concept of turning up with somewhere with tupperware unless you are legitimately deep in a prep and comp is right around the corner it shouldn't look like that people you know like and even if you are in prep like say for the people doing orlando let's use this as an example they're like i did 16 17 weeks out or whatever you can still have a diet break with higher calories over that couple of day period and it's not going to derail your prep. We're still right? far out, Paul. Like, yeah, I mean, like it's, it's still not to the point where we're, exactly. you know, in the last few weeks of prep exactly. that we would not want to do that. But exactly. we're so far out from that show that I completely agree with exactly. Ali to because not stress about it. How many sure. times have you seen people and you'll read a post and you're like, oh my God, this poor, this poor chick. Like she's like literally meticulously to the gram on something and like stressing out about having I've watched a it too much. Something. And I'm like, I've really, I've seen people that are close. Thing. Yes, that are just really killing themselves with just the, you know what it is? Like they're stressing out about stuff that they really can't control. Like in being with food, they think that they can control food. So they're really so, um, so meticulous. They think like I have to do it for 20 weeks out and be so on the point, like with my gram that it's really guys, it's the one gram, a few carbs, a few macros off is not going to hurt you. We actually have a good, nice little sub range that we can, you know, obviously kind of go up and down and it's yeah. kind of a cushion and we don't really have to worry about it. But what we do need to worry about is how close our show is. If yeah, the show is within a, I mean, a pre pretty, pretty close duration, like anywhere from four to six weeks, I would not be doing any no. of that. Yeah. Uh, but, but if you you're know, we're pretty away. lucky, I don't know a single federation that opens up too early, right? I think that's because mm-hmm. they all know that if they did know what would turn mm-hmm. up, they're all, they're all busy eating all the cake. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's very, look, and I think this being the first um, show of the year is also going to kind of enlighten uh, a lot of new competitors that have been in the shadows that have not been able to compete um, because of COVID. They took the year off, you know, or maybe not able to travel. Yes. Um, so I know. Like, oh my God. Had... How excited am I? <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to be able to leak. I didn't want to. I so I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you, and I just I won't like, be in the US. I just <laughs> I had this wait. conversation with one of my girls today who was considering coming over. She's a, a pro in our team. She was considering coming over and competing from Australia. And we were having the conversation because we've only got one airline that's flying from Australia to the US. I don't think that's probably going to change and it's not set to change in the first quarter, which means that we we probably still won't have another airline available to us. Do you want to know the cost of flights? No, oh, yeah, I do. I mean, I was curious. What is it? What is it? $16,000 per person to do business class. And that's usually only about 6000 To do premium economy, it's $7,000 per person. That's usually about $3,000. And there's not much available in coach. And that's still sitting at around like the $3,000 return mark. It's about three to four times the standard price to fly. It's we're still more expensive. It's more expensive to fly here in the States too, though. I've just yeah, I don't doubt that. But it has gotten up, but that is ridiculous. Like that is really crazy. So at the moment, we've got one of our um, travel team, you know, working on trying to just find us the best route in the dates that work. Because you kind of only got like a three-day turnaround time where we could then get there on time to be feasible anyway. Because we have to be here for the Gold Coast show first, which opens up the Hmm? season first. Right, right. And then we're going to literally try to fly out the day after or within two days of that show ending and then we should get there for sort of three days prior to the Orlando show fingers crossed right and then we're going to come spend a week or so with you and Kerry and I'm going to basically be a walking balloon (laughs) I'll carry you don't worry I'll be rolling around with you like you know what it means (laughs) I need all the tamales that your mom wants to we will feed you up hun that is not a problem that is going to be awesome the new bean to all of the uh all of the you know influence so when it, when are you due when when is when is expected so due date? my actual due date believe it or not what are the chances of this man my due he's date and my birthday oh i was gonna say what if he's american i'm just kidding can't actually fly past a certain date and this is why all oh, okay because it's just before that. So I'm okay. safe. And you know what? I flew at that. I flew at the very cusp of the last minute with Kala to San Francisco to broker a deal when I was pregnant with her. So I'm, I'm comfortable with flying out. No issues with it. There are precautions I'll take, obviously. My only real thing is I don't want to catch COVID while I'm there because of course, pregnant, of I don't want to do it. So, we'll, so we will be super cautious. Um, but we would be anyway. I mean, it yeah, is- no, you guys. For have the to- moment, I'm just trying to wait for a goddamn flight to open up. I'm so pumped, y'all. She's gonna be able to come to the U.S. Finally, get over here. Uh, we did actually have a couple of Australians at this um, Atlantic City show, which was cool. Um, just to be able to see, you know, you guys start slowly 
getting out and, you know, being able to start traveling again. So I know that yeah. hopefully yeah, picks up the season for 2022 uh, here in the States and also international shows. So I hope to see many more. Of- I think, um, I think okay. a lot of the pros will probably try to budget for a flight for the world right yeah that's what i was thinking a lot of people will but i mean look i totally understand if some pros go this i can't financially afford because it'll be very expensive flights and then as you know it's not cheap to compete at the pro level in the world show where you've got to be if you're a female anyway you're dropping five grand plus in on industry. just your bikini and beamwear and yep. just everything like, that has to do with that prices. like yeah. i can remember my very first worlds i think i spent nearly 10 grand like it's Ali, i always approximately tell me like and this is actually a topic we could always go over that didn't even topic. include accommodation but that exactly right. what I was say. you're going to do about ten thousand dollars per show yep. if you're going to be doing um yep. you know a travel as well as you know yes. obviously doing the actual stuff um like theme wear bikini and your coaching and you want to put all of that into it but it's going to be oh, yeah, well, more. if it's you put all that more. in the mix yeah, it's going to be about 15 grand yeah it's easy but it comes out i mean literally people don't realize it until after uh but look this hobby that we do is a hobby and we spend that type of money elsewhere and other things that don't do us good service uh so this is actually something that in the long term and the long run is going to be something very much more of an investment uh, so rather than something that's just lost, um, but look, the holidays are such a, such a, you know, time that I think we normally fear, right? Because I know I feared it during, uh, my, you know, fitness journey. I've like got, uh, a lot of that fear of thinking like I can't enjoy and be present, but I've learned so much, um, throughout the process of making, making me be present is actually what the best present is like exactly instead of stressing right. over food um look just making sure we don't overindulge i think that's one of my biggest tips like if i were to go through my top ranking things um that i would just like really keep in mind is intuitive eating like you had said earlier ali i think is the best thing um a, a, around this holiday to be able to just be mindful of what you truly actually want not force feeding or even right. eating things that you just generally don't care for and that you're just kind of eating because you didn't want to be disrespectful and it's there and you're like so-and-so is eating it so I should eat it too like just skipping those things and having the things that you um, actually wanted I think when Steph talks about intuitive eating too when people are listening to this what she means by that is eating only when you actually feel freaking hungry stopping when you feel satisfied and guess what guys it takes 15 to 20 minutes for the brain to recognize the signals from the gut that you're even satiated so don't wharf your and inhale your food down in two seconds. Slow down. Three, four times more than you need. And mm-hmm. by the time you register it, you're going to be like, I feel so sick. I'm going to vomit, so right? Bad. Like, and so everyone knows because everyone's done this at some time. We all did it as kids. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. But if you can slow your meal down, and what I always try to do, this is a trick I've used over the years, is I get in conversation on purpose so that I have to have a couple of mouthfuls and put my utensils down and keep talking so that by the time I finish my combo, my plate is slowly going down and I can't even usually finish my plate because I'm like, oh my God, I'm actually stuffed. You know, you know it's so funny that you've said that too, because I find that uh, I actually had this topic earlier today with a client because they, they don't, they don't recognize that they're eating and 
um, talking at the same time, but they're doing it at the same time. So they are <laughs> not paying attention to the food that they're eating. And they're just literally golfing down a whole plate. And then at the, at the end, it's just kind of like, you didn't even enjoy it. You didn't even yeah. realize you ate freaking a thousand calories in this plate. And you didn't even literally have any type of satisfaction, right. From the plate itself. Like you're just sitting there eating and talking at the same time and you're not paying attention to the fact that you actually have a delicious yeah so it's like enjoy the food and actually pay attention to the food or talk to the person and engage with the conversation um otherwise you are gonna overeat regardless and that is such a bad thing i think it's just a habit um and around this yeah i find don't go for dessert and sugary cake and cookies and shit first. Yeah, exactly. Eat your actual like, plate of wholesome protein food is what I was going to for sure. Yeah, like, then if you, like the, then if you want the the twenty percent soul food, go for it. You know, go mm-hmm. for it, but don't do that first. Because exactly. who's gonna want to have like I don't know meat and veg after they've started with cake and cookie? Like it doesn't quite. You don't. You don't want to, and that's the problem. You'll just continue getting stuffed on the sweets. Exactly. You want to just get full off the sweets instead of like having real food, which is essentially like your proteins and maybe dishes that have more vegetables and fiber. So go for the potatoes, go for, you know, a little bit of like the turkey, take a look at trick. And I think this is just very helpful at any type of dinner like this is taking off the skin to the ham and to the turkey and making sure you reduce their fat that way. And you just have the lean protein protein. Um, if there's like roast and like beef, you know, stew, stuff like that, then of course, like you just enjoy it guys, like have the potatoes in it, have the carrots, have the, you know, obviously like the, the red meat, but, um, like Ali said, wait for the sweets till after you actually have fulfilled, you know, some type of satiety for your hunger. And then you go and have a little treat. And instead of you, it's only only Mm -hmm. because if you are satiated, no matter how good it tastes, you're not going to gorge yourself on yeah. it, right? The other thing is too, eating that stuff first, it's so much more palatable that you are way more likely to just be like, you know, head down. Bum- Ooh, I want more. I want to finish this and just only eat this. And by the end of the time that you actually realize how much you ate, you've ate probably a hundred grams of fat, uh, like 200 grams of sugar. I'm being so, and these are just very so generous true. numbers. These are generous numbers, y'all, because this is actually probably more because I'm we will so go for the I'm whole not pot. in America. <laughs> If I compare to you uh, just a cheesecake, if I give you a cheesecake, it's ridiculous the macros on it, Ali. Like, and I want to go on the deep end because I I know I always talk about cheesecake, y'all, but seriously, like, it is probably my my nemesis, and it is really one of those things that I will stay away from because I understand what it contains and how bad it is. I will have, and this is actually a very good hack for anyone that is maybe dealing with these bad um, cravings and really wants to enjoy these things look bake it yourself this is what i will do i will make my own literally low fat version of a cheesecake and make it pumpkin style and you know add some actual pumpkin you know uh, puree and then make in the uh, no fat actual cream cheese and add in like even some protein to it with a protein powder blended i'm just being like really really good on the calorie and macro size and switching up the ingredients instead of using nothing but the you know pure sugar i'll use a sweetener like stevia or splenda you know whatever it is that i you know want 
it to kind of taste like, as you guys know, it has like a little different taste, which from sweetener to sweetener. So just being able to replace and substitute maybe some of these things that you feel like you are just not going to be able to live without, um, or so just, I think, I think the key of what you just said is if you know, you're going to somewhere where it's going to be really calorie dense options, you can't control it and whatever else take a plate or two mm-hmm. look like you're a great guest for starters absolutely you are <laughs> safeguarded yourself and you know yep. no matter what you've got two plates of things mm-hmm. you go to and then you can just choose proteins you know yes. like or if or if, if it's a dessert you want take the one like like Steph said make it healthy you can make some good brownies that are lower carb lower fat lower sugar again guys i think one of the biggest things with these desserts and treats are the sugar context and the fat context so us being able to to just substitute for actual good butter that is going to be beneficial to you maybe not having just such a margarine just type of butter all the time and you know and have canola oil and everything like they recommend inside the recipes like switching it out for actually some good oils coconut oils you know, doing a sweetener instead of the actual sugars. If you're going to go with some sugars that you want to be a little more natural with than doing some brown sugar over, obviously all just freaking cane sugar. So just being able to find what things you want to replace and substitute, but usually the sugars and fats will help you tremendously and being able to kind of uh, make some cookies or, you know, cakes or pies, whatever it is that you're wanting to make. Um, But those are usually things that I know I've done in the past and recommend um, and it helps tremendously. But at the same time, I think being able to enjoy what is there, if you don't want to cook, it's about portion control. It's not overeating and it's just Exactly. Having a little bit, like literally just have a little enjoy and savor everybody. <laughs> and then also, you know, post that initial meal and, you know, having enjoyable mm-hmm. that. Don't feel like you've got to keep eating later just because it's still there. I mean, food lasts yeah. for days, people. It doesn't yes, have to be eaten in one day. Yep. You can yep. literally have dog for a couple of days. Yep. Like it's, I've never understood that, but I, it seems like everyone feels like, almost they have to eat it just because it's left on the table so you know maybe don't do that same with have to eat it because it's there so just guys choose the things that you actually are going to want if you don't want and if you want it all please just eat small portions of everything small bits of everything enjoy it all it's your refeed diet break whatever it is you can talk to your coach and try to try to implement something like that you know i think it's very important for the mind to not overstress on this holiday because it's the wrong thing to stress about it's so funny i think uh, one of the memes and things that like and, and just quotes that always resonates to me around the holidays is you know when people are just so stressful about what they eat during the holidays you know and instead they should be more freaking worried about what they eat from after new year's to christmas okay like it's just something we're wrong wrong worries y'all like this is not the time that you need to start your diet okay and start worrying so much about your diet so just be intuitive be present and if you're in a prep you gotta you gotta suck it up (laughs) you gotta you gotta miss it and just stay on track well, I hope everyone has an absolutely amazing Christmas. I hope you and yes. Carrie have an, uh, an absolutely Same, amazing Christmas Eve. And everyone too, please. Y'all enjoy yourselves and be yeah. present with your family. And for, Allie, anyone, um, for anyone who's traveling, travel safe. Because this is the time, I don't know about there, but in Australia, this is our highest mortality rate on the roads like it's really, really? Dangerous time. yeah we yeah so we always you'll always hear Aussies say you know travel safe drive carefully because it's it's our worst time this time in Easter time is the worst time of the year every single year we have 
ridiculously yes. high casualties. So, you know, I always say whenever you're traveling, be alert, take your rest stops, you know, break up your drive. If you're going long distance from state to state, like we did, you stop and you stay overnight. Like we, like we did, like just mm -hmm. be safe because, you know, no one wants totally. to. And if you're visiting family here, that's a very good recommendation. Cause I mean, yeah, a lot of traveling does happen around here, but I people be safe and be careful and enjoy your family. And I can't wait to see you, Allie. I will see you. Yes. And uh, hey guys, we'll bring in the new year and have a, you know, some few things to talk about on the podcast oh, uh, coming into the new year. So uh, if you guys actually have some interest of a couple new topics that you guys would like to hear us, you know, talk about coming into the new year, please let us know and uh, give us some feedback. Uh, we appreciate we every single one of you. Super grateful for all you listeners. Uh, honestly, like it's such a blessing. I get like random people come up and, you know, say that they listen to the podcast and it's so humbling and it's very special to me. So I appreciate every single one of you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share if you like what we have to say. And, you know, as Steph said, we always want to hear from you. So please let us yes. know. It would help. Yes. All Merry right, guys. Till next time. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.